What's up, everybody? Welcome back into the Tide Talk Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Stacy Blackwood here with Jake Thomas. Jake, what's up, buddy? Man, doing great. Uh, got through the work week, and uh, we've got uh, got the weekend to look forward to. We got some Bama hoops on the way, and we also got uh, the football team back in action this weekend. So it's got a lot to look forward to. Yeah, there, it's it's been a busy week for uh, for us Alabama fans, but with, with the hoops team getting started, and uh, like you mentioned, the college football rankings coming out earlier this week, and then. Uh, a football game this Saturday. So there's a lot going on in Tuscaloosa and a lot to be excited about. And we're going to kind of take a look at all that. Oh, and also real quick, all the re- recruits that have come in throughout yeah. the, you know, out the sports this week has been amazing as well. we got a lot of, a lot of good young talent across the board this week. So it's great to see. That's right. Well, before we really dive too far into that, like always, we got to tell you about our friends at betonline.ag. Uh, the NFL season is in full swing. So is college hoops, college football, um, the NBA. So there, there's plenty to be betting on. And when when you want to place those bets, you need to go to betonline.ag. And while you're there, sign up today uh, or use your mobile device. You can sign up there as well and use promo code BELIEVE50 and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. All right, guys, so the chat's open, so uh, feel free to jump in there with any questions or comments, and we'll try our best to, to get to the, get to those. We're not going to stay too long tonight. It's Friday night, so we got stuff we want to do, like everybody else in the world. But uh, uh, we did want to get a quick episode out and talk a little bit about what's going on with, with football and basketball and just album athletics in general. And let's just start, Jake. The, college, the, the, the second edition of the college football rankings come out on Tuesday night. Uh, no, no massive changes. Uh, Georgia one, uh, Alabama two, Oregon three, and Ohio State at four. Uh, any any issues with the top four? Not really. Everybody's kind of wanting Bama to drop a little bit after the way they played. But I mean, we we already talked about that game, and in hindsight, you know, everybody talks about how you. You know, you're gonna you're gonna get everybody's A game. Alabama's gonna get everybody's A game, and you know, LSU. This is pretty much their Super Bowl, so they was going in. They was gonna try to win. So, honestly, to be to be completely honest, I'm trying to be unbiased as possible. I still think Alabama is one of the top teams in the nation. Well, I mean, everybody struggled last week, and Ohio yeah. State did not play well against Nebraska, Cincinnati. Uh, had to have a fortunate fumble at the goal line by uh, was it Tulsa, or yeah. to, to win that game. So, I mean, who who are you going to move up over them? I mean, right. Oregon had a struggle win as well over uh, a Washington team that's not very good. So, uh, aside from all what you said, which was all a great point, n- nobody else, you know, moved the needle enough to say, yeah, we're better than Alabama. So, uh, I think the committee done the right thing by by pretty much uh, leaving it the same. Of course, Michigan State did lose, so they, they dropped a little bit. But I thought it was interesting that Michigan State is one spot behind Michigan when it was just two weeks ago that Michigan State beat Michigan. So that part was a little interesting to me. But, uh, you know, that that will work itself out. We talked about how that was going to work itself yeah. out anyway because of, of, of how the Big Ten uh, regular season would finish out. And then, of course, you know, whatever happens in the Big Ten Championship. But, but other than that, Alabama still has, uh, you know, 17th-ranked Auburn on their schedule and 25th-ranked Arkansas, Arkansas on their schedule. So two ranked teams remaining on their schedule, and if they get th- through those two games, 
unscathed. They'll be playing the top team in the country there in the SEC championship game. So uh, there's a lot to do for this Alabama football team. Absolutely. And uh, talking about the, you know, it all working itself out, Purdue, you know, I'm not going to say they're going to pull the upset, but Purdue's already beat the number two team this year and the number three. Now they're getting to play the number four team in Ohio State. Yeah. I'm just saying. It, it could it could definitely work itself out this weekend, potentially. Boy, you're talking about some quality wins. <laughs> yeah. And I think they're ranked. They're finally ranked like – Yeah, they're finally the ranked. But they've got like three losses on the year. They do. But, I mean, they, they have beat some really great teams. And – and they, they play really well, you know, against those those top teams. Of course, yeah. I know it was early in the season, and we all see how Iowa is now. I don't think Iowa's offense is it, no. just horrendous. So, right. they had their, their spotlight for a couple games, but they, you know, I just don't think they're a top four team offensively. So, the, the top four I have no problems with at all, as it no. says right now. No, me either. Hey, and before we talk about the, the hoops team, Real quick, which they tip off here in just a little bit as well. So we're excited about that. But uh, I want to, you know, since Texas A&M beat Alabama, you know, they've they've really been on a roll, Jake. They mm-hmm. they're making that that loss look a little better because you know Texas A&M's playing as good as anybody else in the country right now. They could potentially win out. The yeah, way they're playing. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I wish Ole Miss would beat them uh, <laughs> this Saturday, but uh, I know it. I know <laughs> but anyways. It. Uh, yeah, no, no real issues really with the with the with the rankings, and of course we talked. It's it's really inconsequential the rankings right now. I mean, it don't really mean anything to the final ones. So, right. uh, and there's still a lot of football to be played. So uh, we'll kind of look at that each week, though, and, and kind of break that down and give our thoughts and opinion opinions each and every week as 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 they release the rankings. But let's talk a little bit about the Hoots team, Jake. They got a big time win against a really quality opponent in Louisiana Tech on on Tuesday night, and it was really a team effort, Jake. Uh, Keon Ellis played well. Shackelford played well. Quinterly played well. Uh, you know, uh, J.D. Davison played well. Uh, Darius Miles played well off the bench. Jawan Gary was a beast. I mean, it was just really a, an all-around team performance. And, Jake, there's eight or nine guys on that team that are capable of going for, for 15 to 20 points each and every time they go out. It, it's a This team could be scary good when it's all said and done. Man, yeah, that was a joy to see. It was it was incredible. And, you know, I I think one of the, the highlight moments was when uh, I think Ellis got a steal and J, him and J.D. was running up the court and J.D. got fouled, but he, he still finished and dunked it. And, I mean, that, that place erupted. And, uh, man, this, this, this team, you know, I, I have loved every single Co- Coach Oates team since he's been down there because, I mean, Coach Oates, it don't matter – it's funny. We, we always talk about that Nick Saban could take two and three star players and make them champions. I feel like Nate Oates can take two and three star basketball players and make them champions because I mean that's just the type of coach he is. So I mean he's this he's always had a great team, and now this team right here is going to be scary good. And and I mean like you said, there there's eight or nine guys that that can go fifteen twenty every night. And like you said on uh, on Twitter, you you said that Jawan Gary is is cl- cut from a different cloth. I mean, he is, he's man. he's great. I mean, I, he's just a different dude. He is. His energy level yes. is is on another level from anybody else. And it's not yeah. that the other guys don't play with great energy. It's just that his is 
a notch above everybody else's for whatever reason. It's I amazing. Mean, he, there's not a rebound on, in, in a game if he's in that he ain't going to be around. He he is going <laughs> after that basketball. Just yeah. uh, just an incredible performance by by Jawan Gary. I'm, I'm looking at the stats here, and uh, you know Gary off the bench, 12 points, 10 rebounds, and just Gosh. 21 21 minutes of action. Uh, just a double-double, and, 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 you know, Keon Ellis was one rebound shy of a double-double. He had 18 points, nine rebounds, three assists, uh, you know, uh, three steals. Uh, just, Jake, he's – he's uh, Herb Jones, without quite the length, and maybe not quite as good as defensively all around, or maybe not as versatile defensively as what, as what Herb was, because Herb could really guard one through five. Uh, you know, Keon's more of one through three. But he's elite one through three, and yeah. on the offensive end, he's uh, he's an NBA player. I mean, I you know I'm not an NBA scout, but when I watch Keon Ellis play, I see an NBA dude. Absolutely, and like like you had mentioned, uh, we had our but our, our putty Lane uh, on to, to preview the basketball team last week, and I asked a question who he felt like could be our Herb Jones, and he thought it could be JD Davidson, but Keon Ellis looks like he's going to be our next Herb Jones, just a just a menace on the court, on the defensive side. I mean, I was very impressed with him. And and this team, it seems like when somebody's having an off not shooting, they're going to get picked up. It seemed like a couple of years ago we was having problems with when our elite scorer wasn't doing good. We could we didn't have that next guy to step up and take over the game. We like you said, all five of the starters can do that if they if need be. And well, I even thought, guys off the bench. Off I mean, the bench as well. With Gary coming off the bench, mm-hmm. J.D. Davidson, if he continues to come off the bench. Of course, I know a lot of that's going to have to do with matchups. Right. You know, Betty Ako got the start, and I think that was mostly because of, you know, their big guy that they, they threw out there uh, who, who kind of got gassed in the game and, and couldn't play really in the second half. And Even Betty Ako, you know, I know he, he had a bunch of fouls, but – uh, two of them were really bad calls, but uh, you know he he played with great effort, and, and you can tell that that that's going to be a guy who who's going to get six points a game just from you know offensive rebounds and putbacks, and uh, you know once he gets a little more uh, experience in game, uh, he's going to become a, a, an elite defender, an elite rim protector for Alabama, and uh, whether that's in the starting lineup or off the bench, that's going to be that's going to be really a positive impact for this for this team. And you talked about guys, you know, maybe being in a slump or something, you know, Quinley didn't have his best night shooting. Right. Gurley did not have his best night offensively, mm-hmm. but, but the rest of the team picked him up and, you know, carried the weight for him. You know, Darius miles come off the bench, uh, hit every one of his shots. Uh, so it's, uh, this team's deep and, uh, you know, they're going to get better each and every, every time they get on the court. And I'm just really excited to see how they, kind of continue to develop throughout the season. And, of course, like we mentioned, they tip off here in just a little bit against another really quality team in South Dakota State. So I'm excited to see how they respond after a really big win on Tuesday night. Absolutely. And speaking of uh, D.B. real quick, you was talking about his length. Uh, I'm glad he's getting a little bit of game of game time because, you know, Auburn's got them two big boys down, down low. So we're going to need somebody – with, with some length when it comes to that matchup and, and he gives us the best shot and uh, just able to let our guys, you know, go, go from it. And he's like, guys, I got the, I got the down low. You take care of the rest, you know? So I, I'm, I'm glad we got him. Cause I think, like you said, he's going to be special. 
Yeah, and, and Shackelford just continues to, to rein it in from the three-point line, uh, hitting four uh, the other night, four of ten from the three-point line. I'll take that every oh, yeah. single game. 40% uh, shooter. So, uh, Shackelford just continues to be a, a really good shooter for this team, and he looks like he's he's been working on his body. He looks a little thinner uh, and, and maybe a little more athletic. Uh, he played much better defensively uh, than what he's played in the past, so – uh, it looks like every guy on the team has improved since last season, and and you're talking about a team that went 16 and two in the SEC last year, you know, made it to the Sweet 16. I, you know, even you know, even though this year's team may be better all the way around, they may not have that same type rep- record because the SEC is loaded, man. I don't, I mean, oh, Kentucky's man. good, Arkansas's yeah. good, Auburn's good, uh, Tennessee, Tennessee is good, uh, LSU will be good. So yeah. there's there's a lot of good basketball teams. So it's it's not going to be easy. So you know I'm expecting you know you know four or five six losses in, in conference play. But shoot, uh, we'll still have a really good basketball team, and uh, it's deep. Uh, they can score, and they're going to be fun to watch. Absolutely, and and going on on that yeah. is, you know, I believe that's why Nate Oates has tough, you know schedules these tough opponents because like. I think you mentioned it when we did our preview with Lane, but you know, like Arkansas last year, they they just had a weak non-conference schedule. They got into SEC play and they got rolled a few games. But yeah. Alabama was rolling coming in to SEC play last year because they was playing quality opponents leading up. They knew who they were, and and that's why Nate Oates schedules these to see, yeah. hey. Who, who are we going to be, you know? And that, man, that December 4th matchup, and, and somebody put on Twitter uh, this week, and, and I retweeted and said, well, I would be unbearable if this happens. But <laughs> they, they said if, you know, if we beat Kansas in this tournament, or this invitational win, and, and we went out until then, it could be one versus two when we play Gonzaga. And I would be unbearable with that. Oh, happened. you golly. <laughs> I mean, so I'm, I'm you think, so You think Alabama excited. football fans are unbearable? Ooh. Just wait till you see some Alabama basketball fans when the team is as good as anybody else in the country. And I think we are. I mean, I think I on any given day we can beat any given team. So yeah. uh, this team's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And mm-hmm. I'm excited about what Nate Oates has brought to Tuscaloosa. Absolutely. we got to pay the man. And and there's rumblings about a new arena. So please Make it happen. let it happen. Make it Make happen. It happen. <laughs> give him the bl- give him the blueprints and let him draw design it whatever he wants. That's exactly right. <laughs> All right, hey Jake, real quick, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, the New Mexico State game tomorrow uh, at 11 a.m. on on SEC Network. Uh, just real quick, touch on that. Uh, what are you looking for, Jake? After last week's you know struggle win against LSU, what what are you wanting to see from the team? Uh, r- real quick uh, on each side of the ball, and, and maybe a couple players you're going to keep your eye on. Uh, in the contest tomorrow? Well, I, I'll speak on offensively first. Uh, one thing I want to keep an eye on is, you know, if, if they are sending seven, eight guys, I want to see if Bill O'Brien does in-game adjustments. That it seemed like he didn't do last week. The other thing is I want to see how the offensive line responds, and I want to see how Damian George as right tackle, how mm-hmm. he's going to how he's going to play. Uh, you know, you put out uh, on a – Wrote on your article this uh, today that uh, you that he was one of your top five players to to watch and and I was reading what you said and you you're all over it. He didn't play a perfect game, but you know he he played well enough to get the start this week. And if Dalcourt's still not 100, percent 
put put Owens at center and put him at right tackle. Who knows? We might need him down the road, so let him get a little bit of experience. But I think he's going to more playing times going to get him better, regardless. So uh, I think I think he was going to grow, and uh, and we'll be fine at right tackle. Um, I just don't see them having much of a of a defensive push against us. So right, right. Um, a defensively, you know, defensively, I we we talked great about how the defense looked. Uh, Bama basketball looking good. Absolutely. That's right, Heath. I, I yeah. work with Heath. Heath's a good dude. We haul a roll tide at each other all day long. <laughs> <laughs> roll tide, Heath. But, uh, Appreciate but, you watching, Heath. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you, you're right offensively. Uh, I, I hope that George can can get that start at right tackle and uh, kind of see what he can do. Uh, I, I will say this. New Mexico State, from, from what I hear, is a pretty aggressive team defensively, kind of the way LSU played last week, which is good. I mean, I'm not saying they can push us the way LSU did, but it's good to get those looks uh, in in a in a you know in game uh, scenario. So it be be a chance for the team to get better and and see what they can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenneth Washington says he would like to see Alex Chico in the lineup. Yeah, yeah uh, Coach Oates said that he would be missing the first two games. Yeah. Uh, with a suspension, don't know the reason, don't know what happened there. So he'll be out again tonight, but I expect we'll, I expect to see him, you know, moving forward throughout the season. Uh, thanks for thanks for watching and, and commenting, Kenneth. But uh, but back to, to tomorrow's game. Uh, for those just joining us, the first few minutes we talked about the college football rankings, and then for the next several minutes we talked about the basketball team. And now we're, as we kind of wind down today's episode, we're talking a little bit about the matchup tomorrow with New Mexico State. And uh, you know we're excited about that. It obviously doesn't move the needle like like the Alabama, you know, Arkansas game will or, or anything like that. But the offensive line is is obviously what we're going to be looking for offensively. Yes. And maybe maybe even the tight end stepping back up and and, and kind of getting a role again in this offense because it's just they have been you know missing from action for for several weeks now. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree, Heath. Uh, and and Saban said on the on his post or his show last night that that they responded well at practice talking about the whole team so we'll, we'll see how that goes you know usually we usually don't get up for games like this so if we're having a real good week at practice and i'm sure somebody got their butt lit up you know this this week so there there may be some some chewed out butts on that on that team and they're going to play Harder. I'm hoping we get the running game going back again too, because uh, B. Rob did not have a good, you know, a good game last Saturday. Uh, but Roy Dale, I expect him to have. I, I, I you know, I love B. Rob, and he ought to be our first guy. But I, I still feel like we need to get Roy Dale some more touches during the game. I mean, he's just something special. Yeah, he's got a pop to him, man. He's yeah. he touches the ball. He has a little more explosion than what mm-hmm. B. Rob has. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. I want to see that running game uh, be featured a little bit more than what it was against LSU, especially yeah. early on. Early on in the game, I mean, it, we talked about it. O'Brien had made no effort to to get the running game established against LSU, and it, it kind of bit him in the butt. It made us one dimensional, and then it, it allowed LSU to play with you know their ears pinned and just rush the passer. Yeah. So it, it really uh, done a lot of damage to the offense. Yeah, and one other thing. Uh, Concerning your article that I read today, you you mentioned that that you're interested in see who the third option is going to be. I know you said about the tight ends, but wide receiver wise, you know, yeah. I mean, J Mo and Metcher are killing it, yeah. and I mean they're they're still going to get their touches, they're still going to get their yards, 
But if we need a check down option, we need either the tight ends or Earl, uh, Jai Hall, Trayshawn Holden, somebody to step up and be that third check down guy. And and I, I'm interested to see if we if we may go more towards that this week as well to see who might be that next I, guy. I get the feeling that we're going to see some some different guys this week, not just because it's New Mexico State, but because it's time to 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 find some some other dudes that can impact the offense. So mm-hmm. uh, I expect to see some different faces this week. But real quick, uh, yeah, Heath says running backs got to do something. Yep. Yeah, we, we, we need we need some explosive plays from the running backs. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. But defensively, yeah. Jake, let's let's look at this defense. It's hard to really get a good gauge against a team like New Mexico State. They're obviously a, a far inferior opponent to Alabama, right. but uh, I hope that they can really shut them down quick and, and early and. Uh, they throw the ball a lot, so our, our secondary will probably be tested quite a bit. But, uh, you know, I trust those guys, uh, especially the corners. But, uh, you know, I I just hope we don't get anybody hurt on the defensive side of the ball because they seem to be finding their way late in the season. Absolutely. And uh, what I was going to say earlier was, you know, I can't I can't fault the defense of anything that they – they did wrong. They might have missed a couple of assignments last week, but they they clamped down when they needed to. I mean, that was only a six point game, and LSU had I know had two drives that they got fairly good field position to get in, you know, to get a touchdown and possibly a, a, a you know extra point to win the game. And our defense just clamped down on them. So I think defensively, like you say, we're getting we're getting there. We're getting better. Uh, had a lot more. Of course, when you got Philadelphia Matheson on your defensive line, you, you know, you, he, he can't be stopped. And of course, Will Anderson. But it seems like the defensive line itself, as a whole, is getting a lot better. Absolutely, uh, and that's what we've been wanting to watch and see how how they progress well, throughout the season. We, we talked about it early in the year that the middle of the defense, you know, needed to play better, and mm-hmm. and the defensive line has played better, and and also Christian Harris and Henry Toa Toa. Have all they, they've both played their best games the last couple of weeks. If you go back to Mississippi State all the way to last week against LSU, that they've played their best football of the season. And if they continue that, the defense is just going to get better. Uh, if the secondary can continue to, to clean up the mistakes, yeah, uh, the defense is just going to be one of the better defenses in the country. So if they, I hope they can continue to make progress in that area and uh, kind of help uh, carry this team a little bit because the offense is still. It's weird to say because they've scored a lot of points this year, but uh, they they don't seem to have an identity. Right. You know, they're, even this far along in the season, even with as you know as many points as this offense has scored, uh, we don't seem to have an identity. We Bryce Young has covered up a lot of deficiencies in this offense. We've talked about that all year long. So uh, we need to find an identity. If that's with uh, different guys out wide, if that's with you know, making a more concentrated effort on running the ball or, or if that's trying to find the tight ends more, whatever it is, uh, you know, being better up front along the offensive line. Uh, there's a lot that goes into having a good offense, and it just doesn't seem like they've all gelled together quite yet. Uh, but, you know, there's still three regular season games to go. Right. And, and then maybe a SEC championship game, and then, you know, who knows what happens then. So, uh I, I'm, I still think everything this team wants to accomplish is still out in front of them. It's just about getting better every day and, and improving it on the field on Saturday. Absolutely. And, yeah, Bryce, 100 for sure. <laughs> He's the truth. Uh, yeah. 
you was talking about uh, guys who have improved uh, and playing their best ball. Jordan Battle is playing his best ball yep. probably since he's been at Alabama. And um, so, you know, there, there's some guys in that secondary I'd like for, you know, to see step up, like Malachi, Brian Branch. I mean, they're uber talented. Malachi has not had the type of year that I expected. Uh, but Battle seems to be getting it going. Uh, Jalen uh, Armour Davis has been playing outstanding. Is he going to be able to play this week? Have you heard his injury status? I haven't heard anything updated on him. Uh, but, you know, we might see a situation this week where it's, you know, Kool-Aid and and uh, Josh Job or, or you know, if, if, if Jalen Armour Davis can play. But we might not play either Job or, uh, you know, uh, Jalen Armour Davis this week, you know, like yeah. we did against Mercer and, and start Kool-Aid, of course, Marcus Banks is transferring out, so maybe we see a guy like Kyrie Jackson play some. So I, I'm fine with that. Let them guys yeah. heal up if they need to, uh, because you know I, I, we're going to need them for for out Arkansas and out and uh, Auburn for sure. That's right. All right, guys. Hey, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, uh, get go. Oh, real quick, oh. Kenneth's got a question. Real quick, what's going on with Trey Sanders? Yeah, he's really talented, but but I'll be honest with you, Kenneth. From everything I'm hearing, he's still only about seventy five to eighty percent healthy. Yeah. Uh, so they just don't want to get him in too quick and and rush things. So uh, they're just kind of taking it slowly and 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 making sure. And also, he, he's got to be better at the other things besides running with the football. Uh, he's got to be better. He's got to be better in protection. So. Uh, that, that's that's a couple of things that are kind of hindering Trey Sanders from from getting more playing time. But I agree, he's a talented guy, and uh, hopefully he can get on the field, you know, sooner rather than later. My, my gosh, you, it, it's funny we talk about that, but you know, next year, yeah, we're losing B. Rob, but my gosh, we're still gonna have Sanders back. We're gonna have McCle- uh, you know, Jason McClellan back. We're still gonna have Rodell Williams, and we got Kamar Wheaton coming in. So yep. are coming up. Yep. I mean, my gosh. Henderson is, yeah. the, you know, the top back in the class. So Good night. <laughs> that, that's incre- it's incredible. Yeah. Hey, Frank, thanks for uh, tuning in real quick. Rank 72nd in rushing. That's terrible. 82nd in sacks. That's also very that's bad. Awful. Uh, Saban alluded to the scheme. Uh, hinged a lot. Uh, yep, yep, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, there's – there's there's <laughs> – the offensive line has just not been good. I mean, let's just be no. real. And and we've we've danced around that all season long. We try to give the guys, you know, I don't want to berate a bunch of college kids no. on a, on a YouTube channel. So I, that's just not who I am. But they got to no. be better. It's just the truth. Yeah, and who knows? You know, we may see new faces in the offensive line this week too. You don't know. Maybe the Brockmeyer twins may get in. I don't. I don't know that for a fact, but. You know, you may see uh, Latham. You may, of course, George be out there already. But you may see some some different faces just to see how how it goes. Yeah. You know, I feel like this game will be one of those where you try to, you know, pick, you know, just nitpick everything and see see what works and see what don't. You know, so yeah. you know, a question I have, and it's just kind of as as we kind of fade away. How much of the blame for the offensive line goes on, you know, first-year offensive line coach Doug Marone? I mean, because, Jake, this is as bad offensive line as we've had since I can remember. I know. It is. It's, you know, it's incredibly – I mean, this is the worst probably since the 2007 with the Saban's first year at Alabama. You know, Heath makes a good point here. You know, this is a great point of view. Every year Alabama has something to fix, and, and, you know, Nine times out of ten, they get it done. That's a good point, Heath. Appreciate yeah. you popping that, you know, 
optimistic uh, viewpoint before we wrap things up. But, but that is going to do it for tonight's episode. We appreciate everybody that jumped in the chat. Uh, roll tight, everybody. We had a lot of fun doing this. Uh, make sure you tune in tonight to the to the basketball game. I think you can catch it on, you know, SEC Network Plus or something yeah. like that. In an uh, hour. Yeah, so here, here, yeah, in just a little over an hour. So make sure you, you you check that out. Subscribe to the channel on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, just wherever you find great podcasts. All right, guys, until next time, roll tide. Roll tide.